Power Conference 2021. Tagged, Manifestation. Presents 8 days of experiencing and activating God's power throughout this month of March. The purpose of this conference is to unveil the sons of God and activate them to release the power of God resident in them. By so doing, manifest the fullness of God's glory here on earth. Be empowered as you watch and listen. Jesus is Lord. Hallelujah. We give God praise for bringing us to the last day of this power conference. God has been faithful. We've been receiving this word. We've been receiving revelations. We've been growing in knowledge. Right? We've been empowered, salvation, deliverances, healings. Open your mouth and give God praise. Thank God for what you've enjoyed. Thank God for what he has done. Thank God for the activation of the power of Thank God for all that you have experienced. We give you praise. We give you praise. We give you praise. We give you praise. We give
in the process of it, we have been, you know, accepted into the beloved. Beloved is not a place, it's not, it's not a community, in court it's not actually like a family, but it's actually being in a person and a person in us, and that person in God, are we together? Yes. So we in Christ, Christ in God, are we together? So all connected together. Now we go back to our scripture in Romans chapter 8 and verse 14. We are going to be reading from 14 to 17. I'm using the ISV version first. It says, For all who are led by God's spirit are God's children. For you have not received the spirit of slavery that leads you into fear again. Instead, you have received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. Let me stop here in 15 and go to the Passion Translation, reading from Passion Translation. 14 says, The mature children of God are those who are moved by the impulses of the Holy Spirit. And you did not receive the spirit of religious duty, leading you back into fear of never being good enough. But you have received the spirit of full acceptance, enfolding you into the family of God, enfolding, embracing you. You know, covering you in the family of God, and you will never feel offended. For as He rises up within us, our spirits join Him in saying the words of tender affection, Beloved Father. Mm. We have been accepted into the beloved. In the family of the beloved, everyone should be called beloved. Yeah, yeah. It takes you walking in the spirit to be able to refer to the Father as beloved Father, Abba Father. It takes you walking in the, in the spirit. Are we together? Yes. But one thing strikes me most, which is in verse 15. It says, You have not received the spirit of religious duty, or ISB says, You have not received the spirit of slavery that leads you into fear. Instead, you have received the spirit of adoption. I mean, if you want to look at it in words and opposites like we know, opposite of spirit of fear would be now spirit of fear. But that is not the case. We have been delivered from the spirit of fear into what? The spirit of what? Adoption. In other words, we have now been delivered from spirit of fear. We are no longer under that bondage of spirit of slavery. We are now being brought into a family where we are consecrated, mm. but not to live on our own terms. Mm. We are not free to be free to do what we want to do. Yeah, yes, we are not descending yes. from the spirit of slavery, the spirit of bondage, to be free to do what we want to do in the family of God. No. no, no, no. As sons of God that are positioned at this time to manifest, we must come back to the consciousness that, look, this, this family we belong to, this consecration we have received, is not for us to live the way we want to live or be connected to the spirits where we want to. No. 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 The, 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 the personal translation makes us understand something. That the mature children of God are those and only those Okay, who live according to the reflex of the Spirit? Yeah. Who live according to the impulses of the Holy Spirit? That you have received salvation does not automatically make you a son. It takes a process. 
And the process is your ability to yield to the Holy Spirit at all times. Mm. Your impulses, your reflexes, where, where, what, is, what, is, what is controlling it? Is it still your emotion? Is it still the things happening around you? Is it still what is done to you or what is not done to you? We need to come to this awakening. We have to come to this consciousness. That for us to actually manifest like sons of God, for us to actually enjoy operating with the children of God, we have to be people who have given ourselves to be led by the Holy Spirit at all times. Are we together? Yes. So then we are going to be making a prayer. For God to help us to remain conscious of this new family we belong to. I mean, there are many people, sometimes they walk on the street and they ask them, are you sure you are from, from family of so Why? Because they don't ask likewise. Are we together? Yeah. It's unfortunate, but it's not back in our world today. Where they ask, are they really Christians? Mm. It shouldn't be when we are here. It shouldn't be. The reason those questions are here and there is because, I mean, not just in the States, it's not just in an area, I mean, it's worldwide. Me and you can't afford to keep perishing the name of our God. We have been brought forth from darkness to light. Why would we choose to have one or two things to do with darkness? It is because we are still not letting the Holy Spirit be the one controlling our reflex, controlling our impulse. Compromising here and there is not the characteristics of those who yield to the leading of the Holy Spirit. If you are also tired and ready to say enough is enough, for now henceforth, Holy Spirit be the one leading me, be the one rocking my ship, be the one rocking my boat, be the one driving my car, be the one doing it all. I don't want to have a mind of myself. Yes, you don't want to have a mind of yourself. The mind we now have in Christ is the mind of Christ. If you are still using your mind to do the things you are doing, you need to stop it. You need to stop it. It is time to say, Jesus, flow through me, walk through me, speak through me, walk through me. Are we together? Yes. Open your mother's day and open your heart. You need to be there. Your surrenderness, your total surrenderness, for the leading of the Holy
I want to see the 
thank you for your data you have been using. <laughs> you have been investing. It's an investment. Yeah, not everybody will invest in that way. Thank you for everything you have been doing. Thank you for your encouragement. Thank you for everything. We want to say, may God bless you. We want to say, we love you. I want to say that uh, uh, after this power conference, you will get more conferences. Amen. It's not going to be the last you hear from us. Amen to Jesus. Amen. Thank you, and God bless you. God Amen bless to you. Jesus. Love you. Yeah, love you. All right. So let's go straight to God's word because I have a pretty long teaching today. I, when I go to teach long, I, I, try, I, I always like to tell the people that I'm going to teach long so to prepare for it. Amen. Amen. But in the long teaching, you're going to be, you're going to be blessed. Amen to Jesus. So we'll continue. We're going to the... Um, last series of the power of the blessing. Throughout this eight days, we have been on the power of the blessing. And we have been emphasizing on only two aspects of the blessing, which is subdued and have dominion. I don't need to reiterate it again, that the blessing of God gave to Adam had five components, and um, three out of the five components were specifically to man, and that those three gives man the edge over every other creature. And two out of the three had to do with power, which was subdued and have dominion, and that means two thirds of the three has to do with what? Power. 90% of the three components that is specific to man has to do with what? Power. So without power, man is not in his place. Without power, man is no different from every other creature, praise God. Power is the end that God gave man over every other creature. And we began to understand subdue and we entered into dominion. And we are still going to be finishing up today with dominion. At least by the grace of God, I'm able to wrap up. Uh, many things that I have not to say, but today's teaching will be able to wrap up many of those things by the grace of God. Amen. Amen. Alright, so we are talking about continuing exercising dominion daily through operating the gift of righteousness. I put it part one. Amen. But I'm going to wrap it up today. Amen. Exercising dominion daily through operating the gift of righteousness. Now, in our previous lessons, we learned that righteousness is the gratuity given by God to all who render to Him the service of their lives. We say, you know, that it's a gratuity. The gratuity is one of the words that explains it. Amen to Jesus. All right. We also learned that righteousness is the confidence of the saint, which is vital for us to enforce the victory of Christ in our daily living. So we've held on to these two points and we are at least able to do a little justice on them. And I believe that you can go back this teaching again and again. They are there for you to have our Facebook. Um, page, you can just go there and go back again. They are on Spotify, on um, Anchor, on Google Podcasts, on Breaker. Uh, just look for Grace Life, Sachemi, uh, and Funke Ohanga. You get it there so you can download and go back the teachings again and again. Because faith coming by hearing, by hearing the word of God. Amen to Jesus. In fact, uh, I made a decision to start going over the teachings and taught. There are so many. I have a backlog. <laughs> There are so many, and I'm trusting God to be able to see them and go over there because many of the things you teach, they just come while you're ministering and they are new to you, so you have to go over them and then digest them into your system. Amen. So, first one, we have learned about righteousness from God's provisional paths. From God's provisional path. Now, for the sake of balance and practicality, it's important we learn about righteousness from man's operational paths. So the first two teachings have to do with righteousness from God's provisional power. We've understood that God is on the supply. We are on the receiving. Because on the supply side, we are on the receiving side. And Jesus was the one who placed the demand. We don't place the demand on God. Jesus placed the demand by his finished work. God supplies, we receive. And we together, the Father supplies, we receive. Jesus placed the demand on the Father. Alright, so we 
works on how happy supply mentality. There's no supply mentality, there is no consumption mentality. One of the problems we have in Christianity that we move over the years, we have taught consumption mentality with that supply mentality. And it's given us a serious issue. People tell me, leave holy, but how do you leave holy? The Bible says, say that what okay, you go to read and to do is great pleasure. So without him working, then it goes on and say, then work out your own salvation. Without him working, you cannot work out. Without working in, you cannot work out. Amen. And then, without him giving, he says he has given us all things to freely enjoy. Without him giving us all things to enjoy, we cannot enjoy. So we must start off from the supply point of view before we end up in the consumer point of view. But most of the time in Christianity, we start off with the consumer point of view, and then we don't know what the supply comes to point of view, and then we live in struggles. Faith has been called a demand of God, but faith is not a demand of God. Jesus has demanded of the Father, we are to receive of the Father. Now, faith is not a demand of God. Faith is not us consumers trying to take. Faith is actually we receiving the supply of the Father. So that's why I always try to balance it from supply to demand. And at least a, a, a BSc accounting student, you must have done economics and you must have understood supply and demand. So some of the times I like using the economic point of view to relate to that. If without supply, there is no demand. Without, with every corresponding supply, there must be a corresponding one, demand for it to be uh, effective supply. So we need every of these, amen to Jesus. So that's why I'm trying to make the balance here. So we must understand it from what? Man's operational part, because God's part is operational part, and our part is what? Operational part. This will enable us to put the spiritual gifts into physical operations, because it's not enough for us to have a gift, we have to operate it. When somebody gives you a gift of a car, will you just keep it somewhere? No, what do you do? You operate it, you use it, you use it. Um, uh, a man of God said something once, Pastor Ilya he said, a lady gave, a woman gave him a long car, and he doesn't like driving blocks, he was cars like In fact, he said his best car is on that CD or whatsoever. Say, why? Because you can easily maneuver it. So, like, so he just kept the car for a long time in his garage and he didn't drive it. And one day the Lord told him, why don't you want this, my daughter, to be blessed? He said, God, you can't say that. Me, I want every of your children to be blessed. He said, like, ah, don't say what? You, are, you don't want that to be blessed. He said, God, you can't say that. In fact, he said, to the survivor, God said, but she gave you a gift and you refused to drive that gift. How will she be blessed? So is anyone like, oh Lord, what kind of tough situation is this? He said, no, don't worry, I'll do something about it. So he said, he went, he went driving the car around with a shock. <laughs> he couldn't drive it out of the car. He thought, well, like, okay, God, I've driven it so you can, you can be blessed now. That makes us understand that there is something about the operation of the gift, else the gift will not produce results. Else it will not produce the benefits. Else it cannot produce the blessings. So God has given us righteousness. If we don't operate righteousness, we will not see the benefits of righteousness. We will not see the results of righteousness. We will not see the blessings of righteousness. We will not see the fruits of righteousness. And it's not about the world, it's about us. You've got to see the benefits of your righteousness, the gift you have. When somebody gives you, and first you this, you test it. You test drive it to see what you are driving. To see what they are giving to you, to know how effective it is. And then some of them, you keep learning how to operate it. Then you take the manual. When you read the manual, you want to see that operations. But in Africa, we don't have time for manual. We do try and learn until we finish doing it. <laughs> the device. And you know what I'm saying? Alright, so operational righteousness is important. It cannot be excluded. Praise God forevermore. We are taught. Uh, 
Um, we have over the years taught provisional righteousness in the church, but we do not place emphasis on provisional righteousness, and it's affecting us. Amen. Praise God. All right. In order to do this, we must first understand what God's righteousness means and how it operates. So, what is God's righteousness? Romans chapter 10, verse 3, popular verse of scripture. For they being ignorant of God's righteousness and going about to establish their own righteousness have not submitted themselves unto the righteousness of God. In this verse of scripture, we see two things here. We see God's righteousness and we see their own established righteousness. Holy Spirit grants us revelation into your world in the name of the Lord Jesus. Now, in our home, we some of, our, some of the times we play the audio Bible in the morning. And um, some two days ago, the pastor actually is a minister in Chagoga. So she was playing the exercise with an easy English translation also. And it was so sweet, easy English translation. And in using easy English translation, someone said something. said, God has given man righteousness. But man has chosen to take his own devices. You see, that's what is called their own established righteousness. We have God's righteousness that is a gift to us when we receive Jesus. But still, the Lord Christians establish their own righteousness. And you know what I'm saying? Yes. Amen. So God's righteousness is the righteousness that belongs to God. Righteousness came from God. Thus, God is his source. Righteousness is the very nature of God. We've learned that before. We learned that it is his, his nature of love, it's his nature of holiness, it's his nature of I it's his nature of love, his character of holiness, and his nature of I am. We learned that. So please you can go by those teachings and they are very insightful. Amen. Anything other than the righteousness of God is man's established righteousness, which is bound to fail and cannot enable us enforce the victory of Jesus daily. Now, you see, it's very important we go back, we, we, we study this because we discover that you see the church today, there are many gimmicks, there are many deceptions, and they look like the righteousness of God. And we can see that the more people do this, the more they cannot enforce the victory of Christ. I remember I was listening to a radio show, and about the person who was going to the show said something, said, have you noticed that pastors who preach on salvation, they are not hungry, they are, not, they are, they are doing well in their ministry. So for those who preach economics, preach money, they are taking loans here and there. <laughs> and I was like, oh, so these people are at least coming and understand what is happening. Those that, 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 that teach the, 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 the principles of the word of God, that teach the, the, the way and the principles of Jesus, the way and the principles of Jesus, that teach it well. You see that they are, they are, they are, they are doing well. No struggle, no sweats of any kind. But those who are teaching their self-established righteousness, Echo 101, SCC 101, Beats 101, all those who are teaching that remove that, that lifted <laughs> university, <laughs> university cost outline and taking it to the church. You see that they are, they are there taking loans, struggling financially. Why? Because it is man's established righteousness. I remember there was a point in time I asked the Lord, why am I struggling? Why, is, why am I struggling? And in a, I was in a dream and, then, and I heard the voice of the Lord tell me. And as I heard the voice of the Lord, there was a man speaking to me, the man speaking to me, he said, You have been listening to the wrong people. I said, Ah, this is the wrong people. At that point, I just began the ministry. I was, oh, no, I'm not began, I'm not very pioneering. But that period was a period that I was in an organization, it was a finance organization. And then we're reading all the finance books. Less of Bible, more of the finance books. 
And when I woke up, I knew what, I knew what the Lord was telling me. I said, God, I understand. Okay, I packed all those books. <laughs> I said, I packed it. And I got to them somewhere. And I said, Bible, here yeah, I come. You and I alone. You know. I'm not saying you should not read those books. I'm not telling you their names. They're not, they're not uh, simple books. I would not call them strictly secular books. I didn't say that. Uh, they, are, they, are, they are good books. But for me, God said I needed them. And I said, Bible, here I come. And I've been doing Bible, here I come for this 12 years. And the Lord has been faithful. More than faithful. You know what I'm saying? So there's a problem with man's established righteousness. It may look, you see, it is called righteousness, but it's man's established. So it may look righteous, but it's not still what? Righteous. Are we together? Praise God. And it may, with that, we cannot enforce the victory of Jesus. That's why you see Christians struggling. They are struggling seriously. They are, you see that they are struggling. I remember when I was in Congo, it was, uh, my interpreter told me, was, he said, he showed me one guy, that was struggling seriously. I said, see that guy, he has read so many books. Why is life is still like this? And when he said that thing, I was like, why? And I began to wonder why. But you know the secret behind such people? Man's established righteousness. It's not in the reading, it is in the righteousness of God. Yes. And that's part of this teaching. Now, the whole verse of scripture makes us understand that God has his righteousness and man seeks to establish his own righteousness. In view of this, it's important for us to know how God's righteousness operates, for us to be able to differentiate between God's righteousness and man's established what? Righteousness. Resident in the knowledge of God's righteousness is his operations. So, to know how God's righteousness operates, we have to know what the righteousness of God is. We have been studying that since, we are going to study it further today. Amen. This means that when we know the righteousness of God, we can operate in it. Because it's the knowledge of the righteousness of God that empowers us to operate it. The Bible says, we shall know the truth. And the truth that you have known shall set you free. So, until you know the truth, you cannot be free. A lot, of Christians, a lot of people want to be free, but they don't want to know the truth. You give them the truth, they run away, and they are still looking for freedom. They jump from church to church, from pastor to pastor, from administration to administration, and then yet they are still in bondage. Why? Because the truth you run away from cannot set you free. So you see people crying for freedom, yet they close their hearts to the truth. The Bible says that in the last day they shall have itching ears. Their ears are itching. Their hearts are close to the truth. And yet they cannot, they cannot manifest the freedom in Christ. Why? Because they close their hearts to the truth. A lot of Christians should not be struggling the way they are struggling. A lot of Christians. But the truth we have closed our eyes to and our ears to and our hearts to make us what? Struggle. Amen to Jesus. Now, so what is the righteousness? Well, we've studied before. Righteousness is from the Greek word dekaliosone. Amen. Dekaliosone, and it's in a broader sense. We're going to be, uh, we study the beginning part of it. We're going to study the second part of it. In a broader sense, it means the state of him who is as he ought to be. We've said this before. Righteous, the condition acceptable to God. We've studied this at in the last two teachings. But today I'm going to be making emphasis on um, the, um, uh, the second part of this. Another meaning is the doctrine concerning the way in which man may attain the state of approval of God. Um, this part of this part of what we studied before. Amen to Jesus. We talk about this in justification. Are you getting me right now? But today I'm going to be taking we're going to be taking emphasis on the B part, which is integrity. Virtue, purity of life, rightness, correctness.
process of thinking, feeling, and acting. That's what we're going to be focusing on today. Integrity, virtue, purity of life, rightness, correctness of thinking, feeling, and acting. Now, on the normal, if you tell me to talk on this subject, the way we eat, handle integrity, virtue, and purity. When I, I was when I preparing this teaching, I thought of taking them one after the other and dealing with them because I see the serious challenge in the church of Jesus. That before that when I when I when I before I started teaching, I thought that, that was going to be two. I don't be taking them one after the other, dealing with them. But as I began as I began to prepare, I saw that that was not the direction the Holy Ghost was going, and I followed the direction of the Holy Ghost. So we know what integrity is. We know what virtue is. I don't need to talk too much on it. I think we are held integrity. Thank God for the likes of Commander Walter. I think who have been teaching integrity for years and again. We thank God for the likes of Shabibi who have been teaching integrity. Many of us have heard of integrity. We heard this is not news. I don't need to start defining integrity for you. You know it. We know it. I know it. We know it and we even close our eyes to you. Some of the times we know where we are going to do it. Read that matter. I will not define integrity for you today. We know what virtue is. We know what purity is. We don't need definitions for this. We are born again. Some of us have been here for 10 years. Some have been here for 20 years. Some have been here for 30 years. We know these things. So it's not what I should do for you today. Rightness, we know it now. Correctness of thinking, feeling, and acting, we know it now. Is it new? Are these new things? No. These are old things. They are not passing anyway, but they are teaching that we have grown with. Even though of us have not born again 10 years ago, some of us have not gone into Christ last year. Somehow we have stumbled on these subjects. So they are not things that should hit on again. But I'm going to be going in the direction that the Holy Spirit wants us to direction to go. The operation of righteousness are detailed by the second, that is a big part of the definition, and it's our focus for this lesson. These words, integrity, virtue, purity of life, Rightness, correctness of thinking, feeling, and acting are actually the operations of righteousness. I you what I'm saying? The first part of this teaching, which is instead of being who is as it ought to be, the condition acceptable before God, that is what the provision of righteousness is God's provisional power. But now, this part of integrity, virtue, purity of life, rightness, correctness of thinking, feeling, and acting, they are what? Operations of righteousness. They are the operational part of man. Are you getting me? God has this. But for our righteousness to become operational, these are the things that must be, must be manifested for our righteousness to become operational. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father to them. So that means if your light is not shining, uh, it is a light, but it is not doing its duty. And so no one can even know whether you are what? The light. So if you to light a candle and put it under a bushel. So if your light is not shining, it means you are the candle that has been lighted and you have intentionally put yourself under the bushel. So how do you like your light? Operational righteousness, integrity, virtue, purity of life, rightness, correctness of thinking, feeling, and acting. Amen. Alright, righteousness is integrity, virtue, purity of life, rightness in our daily operations. That's righteousness. It is what? Integrity, virtue, purity of life, rightness in our daily operations. Number two, righteousness is correctness of thinking, feeling, and acting in daily operation. Are we seeing that? 
Are we seeing that? So number one, it is what integrity of it is what integrity, virtue, purity of life, rightness in daily operation. Number two, it is correctness of thinking, feeling, and acting in daily operation. This is what is called operational righteousness. Simply put, righteousness is godly character in daily operation. Operational righteousness, godly character in what daily operation. It is important to recall once again that righteousness is a gift, not that was a gratuity. This implies that all that righteousness comprises of have been given to us as a gift. They see, the provisional righteousness entails operational righteousness. Are you know what I'm saying? The gift of righteousness has indeed the whole operations of righteousness. So when God gave us righteousness as a team, when he gave us a gratuity called righteousness, in it was what? Godliness. Are you know what I'm saying? Is that also so the manual is there to help you 
operating without struggle. So that means if righteousness is a gift, it means that as Christians, we are not what to be, we are not to struggle in, to, to live in integrity, virtue, purity, um, and possess correctness of thinking, feeling, and acting. It's to come easy. I cannot say. It's to come easy and it's to come cheaply. That's the truth because it's a bit. You ask me what was it? Oh, that's the truth. It's to come cheaply. Cheaply. The gift of righteousness makes it easy for the Christians to do all of this when compared to your safe sinner. That's the edge you are. I cannot say. Righteousness is the sense edge for right thinking. Yeah, you see, write it very well. Write it down wherever you are. Righteousness is the sense edge for right living. It's your edge for right living. Are you not saying? So that means you have an edge to be it's, 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 it's an aberration, it's a taboo, it's, it's a menace, it's an embarrassment to see the unsafe sinner live right, live in integrity, live in virtue, live in, 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 in correctness of thinking, feeling, and acting. Of lawlessness and contempt of violation of the law. 
So if you are not, if you lack integrity, if you lack virtue, if you are impure, you are you 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 you, you are you are lawless and you violate or contempt the law. This was our nature because of the fall of Adam. But Jesus redeemed us by fulfilling the law and the prophets by giving himself for us. So by giving himself for us, Jesus redeemed us from anomia and purified us unto himself. Thus he made us a people of integrity, of virtue, and of purity. I tell you, child of God, you are not having an anomic problem. No, there is no anomia in you when you receive Jesus. By virtue of his finished work, you become, he has, he has redeemed you from an anomia. He has redeemed us from anomia. And we are now people of integrity, virtue, and purity. Before he redeemed you, you were under the bondage of anomia. You get what I'm saying? But now that you have been redeemed, you are no longer, you can no longer be under the bondage of anomia. Apostle Paul said it like this. Sin can no longer have dominion over you. For you are not under the law, you are in grace. So once you are not under the law, you cannot be lawless. You cannot contempt the law. You cannot violate the law. You can do all of things so long as you are under the law. But the moment you are no longer under the law, you are under the law. You are now operating the law, the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. Let me use the word. You are operating in a different law and in a different plane. So it is natural for you to do what? To live in, in integrity, purity. Virtue and rightness of life. We must live in the daily consciousness. See, Pastor was talking about consciousness, and we are here to consciousness now. We must live in the daily consciousness that Jesus has made up people of integrity, virtue, purity, and rightness. We must live that of our consciousness. You see, the reason why Christians don't have these things operating in their life because they are not conscious of what Jesus did for them. They have to be conscious of it. Are you getting what I'm saying? When somebody gives you a card, you are conscious of the fact that the person Let me tell you the fact. Christians are not conscious of physical things that they are real identity. And we are not physical beings. We are spirits. We, we have a soul and we live in a body. So we must be more conscious of our spiritual identity than our physical operations. We are more conscious of our house, our car, our body, and less conscious of our spiritual identity. And let me tell you something, so long as your spiritual identity is your consciousness, your physical life, your physical reality must succumb and sublime and align to your physical spiritual identity. Trying to live in integrity, virtue and purity will not work without the consciousness of what Jesus did for us. And you know what I'm saying? So I will not tell you to live a life of integrity, virtue and purity, because it won't work. I remember somebody was preaching and he told us, just try, he said, just try to be holy. And when I looked at him, I said, this guy is giving them to try to be holy. You are just, you are giving them the, the wrongest advice. Like somebody once said, try is a way of not doing. Don't even tell people to be holy. God is the only one who says, be you holy, by the one and holy. <laughs> He's the only one that can say, I can't tell you to be holy. Because it won't work. For how many years have you been telling Christians, be holy, do it right, have integrity, do have virtue. Have, we have been preaching it. What have we been seeing? It has been deteriorating by the day. When I started to listen to, to, to uh, 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 I think it was Shambach, they back 1982, and the complaints he was making then is the complaints we are making now. When I was reading through it, I was and I saw the complaints we were making then. 1940s, yeah, 
complaints, the problem is in our consciousness. It's a consciousness challenge. So if we tell you not to, if we tell you to try to live righteous, if we tell you to try to have integrity, it will work. But when we are conscious of who we are and what Jesus has made us, that we are conscious that Jesus has made us people of integrity, virtue, purity, and, and rightness, you know what will happen? These things will flow naturally to us. They will flow cheaply to us. They will flow with ease to us. They will flow sweatlessly to us. It's a consciousness issue. We have to be conscious of who we are. Daniel chapter 10, chapter 9, verse 32. And they that know their God, they shall be strong and do exploit. As my friend Dr. Ege puts it, he said, and they that do not know their God, they shall be weak and exploited. Child of God is a consciousness issue. It's a knowledge issue. If you are bankrupt of this consciousness, you will struggle to live in integrity. Yes, you will. Yet you will not be able to live in integrity. You will struggle to live in purity and virtue. Yet you will not be able to do it. You will struggle to live right. Yet you will not be able to do it. But I tell you, child of God, we are not created to try. We are not created to do. We are created to receive. As the new creations were created to receive. As the God has been, as much as I receive, I give unto you. So this to be child of God. If you have a reception consciousness that Christ has made you the very righteousness, He has made you be the best of integrity. Child of God, when that is your consciousness, you will not know where you start living integrity out. Because when it becomes your consciousness, it gets into your subconscious mind and it becomes your reality without struggle. So what does that happen? A pipe does not struggle to allow water to pass through. It is built as a conduit for water to pass through. It is conscious that this is my reality. Water must pass through. So when you become conscious of the truth that you are a conduit of what? Of righteousness. It becomes a natural flow. It's only with the consciousness of what Jesus did for us that we can live in integrity, virtue, purity, and reality in this lawless and contemptuous anomalic world we live in. It's an anomalic world. But it's only with this consciousness we can live in, 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 in integrity, in virtue, in purity. It's not by doing and not doing. If you try to do, you fail. But if you are conscious of it, you will succeed. Number two, correct righteousness is all. And how do we live righteously on a daily basis? Correctness of thinking, feeling, and acting. First Corinthians 2 verse says, For who have known the mind of the Lord, that he may instruct him, but we have the mind of Christ. He didn't say we have, he said we have it correctly. Correct thinking gives rise to correct feeling, and correct feeling gives rise to correct acting. We can only think when we have a mind. And we can only think correctly when we have the correct information. Two critical things are number one, the mind we possess, and number two, the information we possess. By virtue of the finished work of Christ, everybody again, child of God, has the mind of Christ. The mind of Christ thinks all that Christ thinks. So it feels all that Christ feels, and it acts Christ. <laughs> That's what the man of Christ does. He thinks all the right things, feels all the right things, and that Christ. It's not a struggle. It's not a struggle. You don't struggle to do it. It's a call. I'm not sure. Let me not talk too much. Christ thinks of doing only the will of the Father. This is his consciousness. And so, this is his conscious and subconscious thought. 
on a daily basis. Look at John 4, verse 34. Say, Jesus said unto them, My meat is to do the will of him that sent me and to finish the work. John 5, verse 36 says, I can of my own self do nothing. As I hear, I judge. And my judgment is just. You see what Pastor was saying? That if you are not the Holy Ghost, be our, our control. Jesus was talking like I'm on my own. Almighty Jesus, say of my own, and you say you can do something of your own. Yes, we have a mind, so God will We have a head, so God will rest. But see that, that even with my head that God gave me so I rest, I still need to disturb him so that the head will not pack up. I still need, that's what my body comes out says to every little plan, every little prayer. I know God gave me head to rest, but from experience, child of God, I'm talking from experience. This head, as God has given me to me, I will still not allow him rest with prayer. Because we have used this head sometimes and it has put us inside our pool. So we have learned to do what? Even with the head, add prayer to the head. Thank you. 
Why? Because a parent will not give the child sweet things every time. Sometimes he gives the child bitter head so it will help the child. I remember when we were children, my brother they used to give us a bitter head. And we eat it with yam, we'll be angry, mix it with red, palm oil, and salt, and put the bitter head. Hey! She will grind it and we'll mix it to yam. It's not really used to it, yam. You use it and once And when she's eating it, we'll be looking at her, eating it well, and she gives us this. I'm like, what kind of thing is this? But you know, you will take it. That's what that was she used to do. She will take us for a long walk, and when we come back, she will pour the oil and they don't drink it too. Ah, see fortification. All those things, they help us. <laughs> Especially in this abnormal world. Praise God. So not everything of the Father is sweet and, 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 and lollipop. Some of them is um, utazi. Yes, because utazi. We used to eat here utazi. Utazi. Blended, grinded with grinded with, grinded with mortar. Mixed palm oil and, and salt. Live a life 
of thinking, feeling, and acting rightly, cheaply in this selfish world we live in. Look at the way Paul makes us understand in Philippians 2 verse 5. He said, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. The Greek word for mind in the above verse is what? Is the word phileo. And one of the definitions for it is to direct one's mind to a thing, to seek, to strive for a thing. So Paul was instructing the Philippian church, and by implication, extension, instructing us, what to direct our mind to the truth that we have the mind of Christ in us. This will make us all conscious that what the mind of Christ is in us. So once we direct it, we, we have to direct our mind to the truth that this is the mind we have. Because on a daily basis, the, the environment you live in want to make you believe that you have another mind. The temptations and distractions that come your way want to make you believe that you have the mind of an angry man. You have the mind of a stingy man. You have the mind of a, 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 a frustrated man. You have the mind of, 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 of a poor man. You have the mind of a failure. You cannot say So what you have to do? You have to let this mind be. You have to channel your mind. You have to direct your mind to the truth that the mind of Christ is in you. Once your mind is directed to that truth, your consciousness. Even when the world says you don't have integrity, it becomes your consciousness that you have integrity. When the world says you don't have virtue, it becomes your consciousness that you have virtue. When the world says you are not pure, it becomes your consciousness that you are pure. When the world says that you are not thinking rightly, it becomes your consciousness that you are feeling, thinking, and acting rightly. Why? Because you have directed your mind to the truth that you have the mind of Christ in you. We must direct our minds only to one truth. And what is that truth? The truth is the consciousness that we have the mind of Christ in us. Rise up on your feet. Say to God, hey, Lord, help me direct my mind to the truth that I have the mind of Christ in me. When I can keep my mind directed like that, my consciousness will be righteousness. I will not have to struggle to be righteous. I will not have to try to be righteous. No, to become my consciousness. You are conscious of the gifts that have been given to you. You are conscious that you are a male. You are conscious that you are a female. Why? Because your mind has been directed to that way of thinking from birth. Lord, let my mind be directed to the truth that I have the mind of Christ in me. Open your heart and pray this morning. <laughs>
be praying for everyone who has not made Jesus another personal savior. You can't have the gift of righteousness. You can't have um, provisional righteousness. Let it know manifest operational righteousness. If you know you want to receive Jesus as another personal savior, then you can have this gift when you do that. Uh, please say this prayer after me, dear Lord Jesus. I know that I'm a sinner. And I know that I can never be righteous because I'm a sinner. Today, I believe you died for me and you resurrected for me. I believe that you are Lord and Master over all. And today, I choose to make you my Lord and personal Savior. I open my life for you to come into my life. And I give you my own. I give you my life. I choose to follow you all the days of my life. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. In the name of Jesus. And I pray for one person who has received you as a Lord and personal Savior. Well, so I like that to you. I thank you for receiving them in the beloved. Yeah. Thank you for giving them the grace yes. to serve and follow you the days of their life. Thank you for giving them the gifts of righteousness, for provisional righteousness, and for operational righteousness fully at work in them. Thank you, Lord God Almighty, in the name of Jesus. Now, please, if you say this prayer, please do well to communicate back to us via our, our, our email address, chile.com. At gmail.com, and by the grace of God, uh, we can help you grow more in the knowledge of Jesus. And uh, please, if you are not within this premise that is in Accra, uh, Ghana, please go to the Jesus Centered Church, where Jesus is taught in spirit and in truth, and fellowship with them. They like the very, very same again in the name of Jesus. Now, this is the last day of the, of the conference, and I want to pray for every one person. Who seek everyone person who has the challenge, everyone person who is a miracle, but we pray for every one of you. And I believe God for everyone who is hooked up to this conference, everyone who is participating in this conference, and who is believing God for something. I trust God that every one person will get his name there. I trust God for every one sick person will be in the and, and he healed them all. Jesus is here and they came to me and he healed them all. Yes. I believe Jesus, I trust Jesus. And every one sick person that I'm praying for, you get healed. Amen. In the name of the Lord Jesus, every one person believing God for a miracle, your miracle will come tangibly to you. Instantaneous miracles are happening as we as, as we pray here. I, I, I heard the speak of God tell me miracles are popping up. Miracles are popping up like popcorns. Like popcorn, miracles are popping up. Miracles are popping up. Instant, I don't know instantaneous miracles are popping up. That's what popping up, popping up, popping up. You can why before I pray for you, begin to check yourself. You see healings already happening. You see some of you begin to you receive phone calls as I'm talking to you. Some of you get text messages as I'm talking to you. Some of you, some of you will knock at the door as I'm talking to you as a, as a ministry now. If, if the miracles have been instantaneous miracles, they are popping up. Seeing that nobody can have they are popping up, they are popping up. Popping up, popping up. Sing Gloria, Tava, Loco, Sing Rada, Liaso. Likon, Dika, Dima, Lung, Sibrani, Lata, Gloria, Sanam, Dika. Ia, Tata, Tubika, Nama, Kata, Gabo, Sibra, Gata, Gabo, Sa. Makila, Gata, Gabo, Sa. Gata, Gata, Gabo, Sa. Nama, Dika, Gabo, 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 Gabo. Lika, Nama, 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 Miracles are popping up. Miracles are. I see people dropping their clutches. I see people dropping their clutches. Yes, I see people uh, uh, dropping their walking aids. Zipro katana babalasha. Rabababali kubebunse benegenesha nababalasha. I see somebody on a bed, on a bed, you have just been on bed feeding for months. You have been bed. I even see sores at your back. Even despite the fact that you told me from there that the sores are coming up. You have been bed.
person rising up. I see that person rising up. I see that person rising up. And I see that healing power of God will not heal those souls also. Your healing is perfected. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Zimba Kuda. Zimba Ratala Mababadon Shabalabadasa. Ratala. I hear brain cancer is healed. Brain cancer is healed. Brain cancer. Brain cancer. The Ratala Madi Monopoly Shabalaba. The head is so swollen because of the cancer. If the power of God is just hitting you now, and you are seeing your head, you are seeing your head go back to normal. Go yes, back to normal. Yes, yes, you are seeing yes. your head go back to normal. Linka kopiya tata tika da bata tosha. Rata balada balada balosha. Rata balada balada balosha. I see what you're dropping on somebody's head. I see what you're dropping on something there. It's an anointing. It's an anointing. You are calling on God. You are crying out to God. For the Lord to anoint you, for you to fulfill your destiny. I see the oil dropping on your head now. I see the oil dropping on your head now. And as it drops on your head, there is an eruption on the inside of you. Like wildfire. That is the grace to fulfill your destiny. You are walking out in the fullness of your destiny. You have become another man. And you'll be a total opposite of what you used to be. There's so much power that will be released on the inside of you. That's the oil dropping on your head. I hear God say, I am killing lying tongues. I see the Lord dropping, putting coals on the tongues of men. I'm talking about born again Christians. You have been lying and it has become a habit. You lie in your place of work, lie in business, lie at home, lie everywhere. Allah, just like Isaiah the prophet said, I'm an unclean man in the midst of unclean people. Said that the Lord has suddenly the Lord come and he placed the coals on my tongue.
just before each other. It is just before each other, not like doors by the sides for, for entrance through, but the doors are on the walkway for each other. And I understand why that kind of oppression. And it is so stupid because when you open one door, it leads you to another door. So you have to open the next door to get to the next door before you can walk through that walkway. And the Lord will have me tell you that you are even being on the first door, trying to open and it's not opening. And you thought that if you could even open the first door, then you are true. But the Lord will say, you don't even understand the kind of walkway you are going into. It's the walkway that doors leads to doors. That is a strange kind of walkway. But the Lord says, by my mighty hand, I have, I have opened all the doors. He said he will walk through them. As you walk through them, you are getting into another dimension of life. It will make the present dimension look like it never existed. See, I heard the Lord say in my spirit, I'm releasing the teaching grace upon somebody. You will teach the world with so much clarity that people will wonder where did it come from. The Lord says, I'm betting it on the inside of you. Your eyes will be open to see the, 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 the hidden treasures in God's word. Your ears will be open to hear God's spirit speak to you directly from the world. In the name of the Lord Jesus, I see, I see some of the flying. I see some of the flying in the air. I see the fly in the air. Yes, yes, you're flying in the air. La sutra da abatosha. The Lord will make me help you understand that He's He's changing He's changing your your your, your levels. He's changing you are you are being on the ground for so long. But I see you flying in an airplane. The Lord will have me tell you that is a new dimension He's taking you to. We are going to be your your new level of operation is going to be in the air. We are going to be you are going to be touching the world. Flying in the air, I don't know who I'm speaking to, but the Lord will be saying that you are going to be touching the world. You are going to be impacting nations, flying in the air. You are being on the local frame, on the local stratosphere, using the, 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 the land. But the Lord says you are going through the air to impact the world. And I'm not going to the other swatter. Thank you. 
deliverances. Thank you for transformation. Thank you for breakthroughs. I release the power of God through the airways. In the name of the Lord Jesus, let me hit everyone person under the sound of my voice. Let the anointing of the Holy Ghost hit them right now. Let it hit them right now. Let the power of God hit them. Receive it now in the name of the Lord Jesus. Receive it now in the name of the Lord Jesus. From the crown of your head to the sole of your feet, I release the power of the Holy Ghost. I receive the anointing of the Holy Ghost. I see somebody vibrating. That's the power of the Holy Ghost. Somebody you are shouting uncontrollably. Leave that person alone. Leave that person alone. to God, we believe you've been blessed by today's word. Kindly send us your testimonies via email.
To connect or receive other ministry resource by Pastor Chumdi Ohahuna and Funk Ohahuna, kindly use any of these channels of the ministry. Be blessed.